let's start with injuries, and then we'll get to the quarterback situation. Um, um, Bakari, he's back. You know, he had, uh, you know, had a little, little like concussion syndrome that he was dealing with that we we held him uh, last week. And Tony, he looks like he's significantly better, but we'll have to, you know, we'll just wait and see how he looks. Um, DJ Bashirs in the first quarter of the game the other day had a slight fracture of his shoulder. He had a, had procedure done on it yesterday. He'll be gone for an extended period of time. Um, and Damon Patterson, he's going through some of those concussion syndromes as we speak. Um, he had gotten banged up two weeks ago, and then he got that shot on that punt return at the end on a personal foul. And uh, he's he's still kind of woozy, so he's he'll be questionable for this game. Don't look for him out there today because I'm not putting him out there today. Um, I'm, I'm definitely holding him inside. Okay, the quarterback situation. Um, you'll get the depth chart when you walk out. It's going to say Christ or Cummings. I could have just as well said Christ and Cummings. Okay, they're both going to play in the game. Um, I'm obviously not here to let Bob and Mike uh, Stoops know the order and how many plays. I mean, we won't go into all that. We know that uh, they'll be getting ready for both guys and the fact that they do things a little bit differently and uh, have strengths and weaknesses. I, you know, I trust that they're such quality coaches. I, you know, they'll have a plan for both guys, so it's no big secret. But I owe it to my team and I owe it to all the Kansas uh, supporters to put the best product on the field. And uh, I, think that the, I think that Michael deserves an opportunity to play. Um, based off of his uh, recent performance, uh, both of the quarterbacks have been informed that they're that they're going to play. They know, you know, they know what we have available to them. They also know they're not going to talk to the media this week, because I'm not going to make this into any bigger distraction than it already is. Okay, when the game's over, whoever you know the significant quarterback in the game is, you can gladly have them. I'm not doing it to hold it from the media. I just think that it's in the best interest of our team to not to create a distraction. And it's also to the best interest of our team for, not, not, for me not to say, I'm starting so-and-so and he's gonna play X number of plays. So um, like I always do, I'm being as honest with you as I possibly can, and we'll take it from there. Coach, your quarterback, does the, do the reps get split up uh, based on field, based on you know what's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you expect me to answer that question? You know, we, what we're going to do, for example, we have two main periods of offense today. One period, Michael will be the lead guy. The next period, Dane will be the lead guy. Now, they both rep within that period. Okay, but, you know, I'll have to wait and see how it goes. I have you know, a whole bunch of th things in for this game. And, I mean, we can't just go line up and go vanilla and sit there and figure we're going to slug it out, and, and that's going to work out to our advantage. But both guys know what, what they're responsible for. And they'll both get they'll both get plenty of reps in practice. Philosophically, how do you feel about using the two quarterback system? Have you done it before, and could you see doing it the rest of the year? Uh, let's hope that uh, let's hope that whoever goes in first plays so great that it makes it impossible for me to want to put the second guy in. But I have to think in a sixty-minute game there'll probably come a time where I say, okay, let's flip over to let's flip over to this other package right here. 
Is there substantially less available, not looking for a number or anything, but substantially less available with your playbook that, that Michael can do? or Not with what we're doing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this is, this is, I'm fired up about this to see what this, lo this stuff looks like. I mean, I've been sleeping very well, but I've been, I've been drawing them in the dirt now for the last 48 hours. <laughs> you said in the, the preseason that Michael was kind of miscast as a dual threat guy, that he's more of a pure pocket passer. How have you seen him grow, you know, this year to, to get to the point where he's at now and can, can actually be contributing? Well, well it's still, he still would be, you know, significantly behind Dane when it comes to reading coverages. But I mean, he's, his his handling of everything. I mean, remember now the kid hadn't played in two years. Really, didn't play his senior year. Didn't play last year. He was redshirted. So I mean, this is three years since he's had significant time. So I have to tell you, you get rusty. You know, not play, not playing for real, you get rusty. And I'm hoping his best football is ahead of him. You mentioned after I think it might have been Sunday, but you mentioned. You know that there would be some things. It was after the game that surely you'd see some things you didn't like from Michael when you watched the film. Anything glaring? I mean, anything that that. Well, I think there were a couple things, uh, a couple things that experience would help him with. You know, the last play we're in on on offense. I mean, I got guys open all over the place. I mean, touchdown, corner route. I mean, I mean. You know, we have an opportunity to win the game on that play right there. But because this defensive end unusually rushes way outside upfield, if you, if you went back and watched the play, he's way outside upfield. You know, instead of not throwing to the, to the, trying to jump and throw the ball to the guy in the right flat right there, just, just step up in the pocket and hit one of those two guys that are running all by themselves down, uh, down the field. I mean, but... You know, I'm not mad at him about that. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's the type of thing with experience. He wouldn't even think about throwing that ball. You know, he'd just step up because there was a nice pocket for him. Protection was good. He wasn't under duress. But that's what happened. You know, that's part of growing up. That's part of experience. It comes with the territory. Whether he's a mobile guy or, or miscast, like Rustin said, I mean, does the protection change when he's out there? Does the offensive lineman have different responsibilities just because of what Michael can do? No, the offensive line isn't doing. They're not the people that have to have to make adjustments. The, the coaches, staff, and the skill players are the guys that we have some things that we have to that we have to do. The offensive line isn't that versatile. Okay, you know, I think that we have to count on coaching and the skill players. To go ahead and go ahead and handle that. Now I know somebody requested Tim for today. He would probably debate the vers the the versatility of the offensive line, but he'd be wrong. Looking at the the tape, did your defense take a nice step? Better? Well, I think the thing that showed in person when you were there, and then it was verified on the tape. See, one thing you can't watch on tape is. You can't see on tape is emotion. You you know emotion you only can feel when you're there. I mean, there's sometimes sometimes you watch watch a tape and it doesn't really feel the same way. Sometimes good, sometimes bad in comparison to what actually happened. But what I saw when we we're out there is that you know we were we were physically 
handling the line of scrimmage and making plays close to the line of scrimmage. And when I watched on tape, that was all verified. You know, they weren't just a bunch of lucky one-handed tackles. There was a bunch of gang tackles, and you know, I don't think they were really looking for too much of part of that, to tell you the truth. There was a game uh, here four years ago when Texas Tech was in town, and a student who had kicked uh, a 30-yard field goal at halftime in some competition made his debut in this game and made nine of nine extra points for Texas Tech. Have you been approached by anyone, the staff been approached by any students claiming they can help you out? No, we approached them. They didn't approach us. I mean, I, I scoured the campus. No. We had, we had a, a couple of guys that came in, and I'm an Australian rules football player and a, and a couple other guys. So we had them come over, but, the, you know, they couldn't kick a football. It, they forgot it was a different, it's a different ball, you know. You know, you, you know, I think that can, have there been guys that have done that? There's been multiple kickers that have showed up in the NFL from Australia that ended up, you know, punting and all that other, all, the, all that other stuff. But, no, we haven't. And that fortunate to have somebody. Yeah, I did that. I took a kid out of a dorm. I took out a kid out of a dorm team one time, and um, two years ago he was one of the finalists for the, you know, for the Groza Award. So I mean, it, it happens. There are people like that that are out there. But uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't that lucky. We'll we'll take that care, care of that problem here in the near future. You mentioned that Ron was banged up, but you had to do something anyway. What, where do you go from here, and, and is his injury significant? He'll, he'll punt this week. That's what he'll do. He'll, he'll punt this week. Now, I thought Huddleston did a nice job under the circumstances, but that's what Ron will do. He'll back up a kicker. He'll back up a kinner, kicker, and he'll punt. Does uh, both quarterbacks, knowing that both will be played, uh, take pressure off of both of those guys? Well, in Michael's case, it puts pressure on him, to tell you the truth, because he now knows he's going to play. You know, I think it keeps Dan from being totally in the tank, you know, because you come in and say, hey, Michael's the guy. Well, you know, that tank can't get big enough. And then Michael, on the other hand, I asked him to make sure he checked his pants and stuff like that because he's going to play this week in Norman. So, you know, I think that I think they were both at ease. You know, I mean, I'm, one thing with the players, I always tell the players exactly what's happening. I'm probably the the least – you know, superficial person you have. So I just tell here's the deal. Here's here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's how we're doing it. So I mean, they, when they left my when they left a meeting with me last night, after Bob uh, kept me on a radio show for 18 hours, um, and after we finished that, they they came back. We sat there with me and me and Ron, and we sat there and told here's what we're doing. Here's how we're doing it. And you know, everyone there's no miscommunication here and don't don't worry about trying to get the players to talk about it because I have a strong feeling that when you ask them any questions they'll say you, they'll defer the question to coach Weiss I have a strong feeling that that's the way that'll be handled getting back to, to your defense then I mean was was this I guess is is what Campo's been able to do about what you expected at this time frame, or is he ahead of pace? Or well, I mean, two weeks ago against Kansas State, he was miserable. Yeah. I mean, so, but I think that to show what they did in this game at the end of the game shows them. More, Campo's been around a long time. He's seen good play and he's seen bad play. 
but the players haven't seen good play. That's more important because when the players know they're, hey, look, that's the best offense in the country and we just roughed them up, you know, then, then, then our expectations of how they play should then go up, right? I mean, if that's, that's the leading the, country in, leading the country in offense and they not only slugged it out with them, but, you know, at, at the end of the game had the best of them, the players really gained more than anyone else on this. Because, you know, the players got, you know, they got some bounce in their step. Do they like being one of five? Absolutely not. Do they feel, do they feel they're improving? You know, absolutely. Is it more difficult, for, especially for a young quarterback to come into the game knowing that they have all this time to prepare, knowing that they're going in as opposed to just kind of throwing them out there during a game and not having a lot of time to think about it? You know, I'm going to quote um, one of my former predecessors, um, one, of, one of my mentors. He doesn't know he doesn't know. I mean, he's just worrying about the next play. I mean, the last thing he's worrying about is, is what Oklahoma's thinking. You'll think that way. I'll think that way. We'll think about the upper, you know, the the psychological plot and all that other stuff. He's worrying about practice today. He, he's not worrying about Saturday at six. He's 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 worrying about not screwing up in practice. I mean, it's it's very short term with a, with a, with the younger guys. They're just living play by play, day by day. You know, I don't think that uh, until it's you know Friday night or Saturday morning. I think that's the first time butterflies will even hit you because until that time. I don't think you have time really to think about it. Mike has the confidence to be able to go on the road to a place like to Oklahoma. And well, he better <laughs> because I'm playing him. You know, he's going to go in there. So we're going to we're going to find out whether he does or doesn't because he's he's going in there. Learned about James Sims since he's been back on the field that you didn't know about him when he wasn't playing. Well, I think more you guys learned about. Him. Because I, he's, do, he's, exa he's doing exactly what I told you when, I, when we, we finished in training camp. I mean, you go back and, look, and remember my description of what I said about this kid at that time, and he's, he's almost what I told you. He, all he's done is verify what I thought. But, I mean, when I described him, you know, at the end of training camp, you know, uh, everyone told me he was too slow to run outside. Well, let's check that one out again. I mean... Physical can pick up the blitz, can catch. I mean, you know, look at you. Last week, everyone was talking about that number one from Oklahoma State. Now, now they're talking about you know Damian. I mean, I think that a lot of people better start taking a look at that that, that guy on our team. With your receivers ailing, are you going to rely more on the versatility of your backs? I think that we've been doing that for quite some time. To be honest with you, we've been. We've been a run-first team for quite some time, and I think that the better the backs run, the better the chance we have of being successful in the pass game because, you know, you can play off of everyone coming up more and more to try to stop the run. James said something after the game. He said he really wanted the ball in the fourth quarter. Did you see – He doesn't say that to me in case you want to. Is that another – I mean, is that a characteristic that you – well, I'll create some James lore, okay? Now, of course, he didn't say it to me, but right before he scored, scored the touchdown, or a couple plays before the touchdown, he, he get, went into the huddle and told the offensive line, just give me a little bit more time and I'll get it in the end zone. And this was when we were on our end of the field. Okay, and a few plays later, he's in the end zone. So, 
at least he's back at it. He said that to him, and then he went and backed it up. So let me tell you something. Those linemen and those tight ends and those other guys, when you say something and then you back it up, they block a little harder. They block a little longer. You know, they try a little harder because, you know, they want to be a part of that. They score, those offensive linemen score vicariously through those running backs. That's how they score. You know, so I think that uh, that was a good thing. Pretty quiet, pretty, you know, mellow guy. Did the, did the flex surprise you? And do you like to see that? I, mean. I, I think that any time their personality comes out and I don't get a 15-yard penalty, that's, that's fine with me. I mean, I, I, like, I like celebrating just as long as it's within the rules and doesn't cost you doesn't cost a yardage. You know, I, th I, I, I'm, I'm never against it. You know, you know, I think that you have to make sure that whatever you do isn't just about you. Okay, isn't just about you and doesn't cost your team. I think that that's that's really the impo really the important thing. Does this Oklahoma team have as much talent, uh, potential NFL talent, as you'll see in the Big Twelve? Yeah, they have a bunch of players. They do. They have a bunch. And they have them on both sides of the ball too. You know, you know, you you look at draftable guys. You know, you know, I'm looking at my current draftable guys and their current draftable guys, draftable guys, and it's night and day different right now. And and let's be practical. If they play their best game and we play their best game, they win. You know, because they have good coaches and they have good players. Uh, but I'm counting that that's not the way it goes. You know, I'm kind of we play our best game and they don't. I mean, that's 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 gives us the best chance to win. You talked about how you saw an attitude difference in the fourth quarter and they really wanted to win this game. How do you have you seen that in practice and how do you keep that? Going I've never seen it here. That's the whole that's the whole point. It's not since I've been here as it have I seen it. That was the first time. That's why as miserable as I was after that game, it was the first time I was ever proud of our team. Actually, it's the second time I've been proud of our team. The first time was when I got the grades last semester. And I said that to him in the locker room after the game. And you want to know something? It's the first time since the, that 3.0 grade point average where you could see any pride, in, uh, true pride, in the locker room after the game, even though they had lost the game. And you want to know something? That's a good thing. And I told him that. Last week you talked a lot about getting some, you know, Guys that hadn't had a lot of reps on the field. We saw Darius Willis. We saw Victor Simmons. Obviously, we saw Michael. Did anyone step forward, and, and do you plan to continue to do that, or did that sort of settle that down? Well, as a matter of fact, Darius Willis, we're, we're going to list at the second rush end behind Tobin. You know, so, I mean, that's – remember now, here's a guy let's, – let's talk about Darius just for a second. There's a guy I've been starting here, middle linebacker. You know, then he got, you know, he got beaten out by a bunch, bunch of guys, and instead of whining and complaining, he went down to show team, and we put him at we put him at rush end because I thought that he needed to play another position to get in a position where he could compete, and then he just went hard and hard and hard, and eventually I said to the defensive staff, I said, you got to take a look at this kid at defensive end, because the defensive staff isn't watching that; they're watching they're watching the other end. And, you know, he, now he's put himself in a position to, you know, be in the two deep and get on the field and play. Is that the, the, the motor that... Motor and making plays. Yeah. You know, it's one thing having a motor, the other one's actually, you know, making plays. You know, he's, a, he's disruptive.
You know, it's, it's, he's helping us. You mentioned draftable uh, players. Uh, you have a ballpark number on how many you have and, and a ballpark number on where you need to get to have a winning program in the Big 12? Well, first of all, you need a bunch of good players. You need a bunch of them. And you need them on it and all throughout your program. Some could be developing that, that, are, that are good players. Okay, but, you know, there's the ones that are exiting and the ones that are entering, you know. So, you know, they're, they're coming in two directions. I just know that, you know, as case will, as, as the case will tell here in the near future, there won't be that many of them here immediately. But there's, 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 more, there's more in the program now that, you know, aren't ready to come out yet. There's more in the program now, and there's more on the horizon. So I think that if you're going to go compete against all these teams, this is a tough conference now. Every, every single team is tough. You can't look at one team that we go against and say they're not tough, every one of them. I mean, so the best way to get better is to work as hard as you possibly can and just go, go recruit more players. Maybe a dumb question. Is James one of those? James Sims. I mean, I know. Uh, no, I would. I can't see any reason how why he wouldn't play on Sunday. I can't see any reason. I can't see one reason why he wouldn't play on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell me what his weakness is. I mean, no, I'm, no. I'm saying you, you watch the games. I mean, your perspective might be different than mine. I mean, he doesn't run a four-three. Okay, I get it. Okay. There's guys in the Hall of Fame that didn't run four of the threes too. You know, I mean, I think he's I think he's a nice, solid player. I'd want him on my team. Yeah, Dane will never change who Dane is. You know, you know, look at if Dane had his druthers, he'd be playing every single play. But that's not going to change who Dane is when Dane isn't in there. Dan will be be the first guy trying to help him, and I've known him for a long time. I would be, I would be disappointed for anything other than that. Oh, I think that for a half a season you could probably get by get by with that, but realistically, realistically, it's tough to beat a leader when you're not on the field. You know. I had that conversation, the exact conversation with Phil Sims one time. When I asked him, you know, why why he wouldn't talk to the team when we were struggling, and at the time he was the he was the backup quarterback, and he said to me, Charlie, he goes, the players don't want to listen to you if you're not the one who's out there. You know, I think that our team is not that is not that immature at this point, where they would not listen to Dame because they, he gives, they all respect him and gives good advice. Um, so I don't see that be, becoming a problem. I think, in, if it were a long-term situation, it, it would not be the it would not be the best thing. Those are. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we'll probably stop him and we'll probably throw a pass. I mean, that's that's my luck. I'll be I'll be his first touchdown pass. I don't know if he's thrown one yet, but you no. Know, but if but if but if but if he hasn't, it'll probably be this week. You know. Um, he's a really big man. You know, he's a really big man, and he's really physical and gets his pads down. And you know, it sounds like, sounds like, and looks like they know what to do with him. You know, and like, 
they're not using a bunch of trick plays right there. Snap it to him, does a little fake, and then boom, you know, he's in the end zone. So it doesn't it doesn't look like it, too many teams are having too much success. But obviously you just got to load up on them and you know, hope to hit them in the mouth. James Sims, uh, the style back he is with uh, the old Washington Redskins back, Larry Brown, be a good, bad, or mediocre comparison? Larry Brown, interesting. You're going back to my giant days. I'm trying to th give you a, a more modern day compar comparison because you know, you're obviously old, Tom, and most people wouldn't know who Larry Brown was. Uh, uh, I'm trying to give you a more modern day comparison of the type of running back he is. Yeah, has a lot of similar qualities, you know, about the same size, about the same speeds, the type, of same physicality. They actually don't run exactly the same. Um, well, I'd have to think about that. I'd, you know, you know, I'd sit there. I'd like to sit there and say yes, but no one would have any idea what we're talking about. <laughs>